What's up, guys? Welcome into this week's episode of the Houston Clutch Report podcast. My name is Spencer Nolan. It is great to be with you. Uh, seated to my left is my man, J.P. Ranitsky. J.P., how is it going, man? Hey, it's going well. It's going really well. How are y'all doing? Uh, I'm not doing too well, but we'll get to that in just a sec. Justin is okay. seated across from me. Justin Barbosa, that is. Justin, how's it going, my man? Eh, going so-so and also not very well, but on Friday, I went to see Avengers Infinity Wars, and I was blown away. Yes, that was an absolutely epic movie, um, but that also is part of the reason why it's contributing to my bad mood. Uh-oh. I'm not going to get into any spoilers. But, Don't you dare. Uh, yeah. All three of us have seen the movie, so yes. I, know, I know we are all good, but for anyone listening to the podcast that hasn't seen the movie yet, go see it. Avoid spoilers just by seeing it. Just go see it, all mm-hmm. right? That way you don't have to worry about spoilers. But going into the movie, you should have known Thanos is going to kill a lot of people and it's going to make you sad, so Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sad, like from a lot of the deaths that it's happened. Touche, touche. But you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll see, we'll see. I thoroughly enjoyed all of the movie, and I was, I actually got yelled at by my girlfriend because I was becoming a little giddy when some of the deaths were happening. She's like, "You cannot be happy right now." I was like, "But I am happy." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like that they had the balls to actually yeah, do that. It. That was the definitely. Big like, I couldn't believe that some of them happened. But okay, we're gonna get too close to spoiler territory. Yes, it was an awesome movie. Go see it. Yes, please do. Um, now the other reason for my bad mood is. Wow, the the Houston teams have all just been really letting us down lately. Yeah, all um, of them. Astros in a funk. We just experienced a Texans draft where they had no first or second round pick. Which I think we would still want if given what it meant. Well, yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're okay with what it meant for sure. But still, that was not fun to go through that. Every All no. these other teams were having fun. It was their Christmas. Yeah. And we were just the redhead stepchild that got a yo-yo, you know? That's I mean, basically how I feel. Yeah, I was different, whereas I was thoroughly enjoying watching the draft, especially round one, and just having a good time. Yeah. Even oh, though there yeah. were no Texans. When we, when we get to the draft, we can, we have some things we should just, we have some oh, sure, to yeah. discuss. Absolutely. For sure, for sure. Um, then we also have... Uh, the Rockets in their playoff, their second round playoff matchup with the Utah Jazz. And it was going great up until last night. And that's where we're going to start today's show. Uh, I know we've been gone for a few weeks, but we're back and we're going to catch up on all of our stuff. Uh, before we get to the Rockets, JP, you want to give us an update on our playoff predictions, where they're at? Okay, so I've got everything pulled up. Um, first series, Toronto-Washington. We all had Toronto. They won in six, which Spencer, you said correctly. Justin and I had five, so kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Um, next series, I've got Boston-Milwaukee. We all had the Bucks in six. Ended Ooh. up being the Celtics in seven. How about that? Terry Rozier yeah. is on yeah. the map now. Yeah. Brad Stevens also mm-hmm. clearly solidifying that. At this point, I think he probably is the best coach in the NBA. Ooh. I think I, it's, wow, that's a hot take. I, I don't even know if it is a hot take. You look at what he's been doing, especially now in the second round. He's just with... You know, he's missing arguably his top three guys on that team. Mm-hmm. And he's it it wasn't even close against the 76ers. It no. was not close. That's yeah. That so, game one was a they yeah. made a huge statement. Whereas you had Greg Popovich who was missing one guy mm-hmm. and he managed one win. Granted, it was against the Warriors, completely different team. Obviously, I think that honestly, part of me thinks that's more impressive to get one, one win, win without Kawhi well, Leonard against the Warriors. We'll see. To me, that's more impressive. But I, that's a that's a good take. I mean, I'd have a hard time disagreeing with it to a to a great extent. Mm-hmm. I only am just partial because, like, I've seen Greg Popovich be the best coach in the league for so long. It's I, I'm not ready to give up the mantle for him number one okay. yet. But D- Brad Stevens, without a doubt, is top three. Oh, easily, without yes. a doubt, top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next, I got uh, 76ers and the Heat. Uh, Philadelphia won it in five, which I correctly predicted. Uh, both of y'all had a sweep. 
Um, so not too far off, just like the Serrano-Washington series. Um, then I've got Pacers-Cavaliers. Cavs ended up winning that in seven. We all had Cleveland winning that series. Spencer, you had it in four. Justin and I both had it in five. Um, Indiana, when we talked about it on our last podcast, definitely made that series more competitive. And that game seven, watch, I watched that game seven live. And yeah, man, that was a good game. Yeah, that was a lot of yeah. fun. I kind of, you could kind of tell midway through the third quarter, it's like I just don't see Indiana winning this game. Right. But the man, did they put up a fight? They did, and I think that I think they are in a very similar position with their team that the Rockets were in. Back when they just had gotten James Harden in their first year. Okay. They're going into free agency. They look like a team that is just one big piece away from being a legit contender in the East. In my opinion, I think they have a lot of good pieces. Victor Oladipo is a budding star in this league. He's still young. He's still going to get better. Uh, Miles Turner, the big man, I like him a lot. And then uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Man, he has got one of the best shots in the NBA this year. Just based on how he performed in the playoffs, Wow. That guy has a very, very, very good shot. I like him a lot. I don't know if they're one piece away. I think they need a couple pieces. They need at least one superstar on that team. Right, right. Um, and then maybe one, at least one other star, two superstar, depending on the I don't area. know, man. I, I think Victor Oladipo really is a star right now. He's definitely not a superstar, so he cannot be the number one guy on your team. But he's budding. I think he could become a yeah, superstar, no doing, doubt. I, I really liked him when he was drafted by Orlando a few years ago and was shocked whenever they traded him to I Oklahoma City in the first place. I did too. I thought like, man, no, this guy coming out of college was looking really good. I thought it was obviously he wasn't going to have that immediacy in terms of an impact, but give it a few years, and then he gets stuck behind Russell Westbrook and completely fizzles out in Oklahoma City. Russell Westbrook, who, for the record, makes his teammates worse. Go on, JP. Yeah. Oh, get that in there. Sure. And, and so what, I was happy that he got traded away to Indiana. It's like it gives him a place to shine. And Absolutely. Shine he has. And it's his hometown. It's his, like, his home state. He's mm. from Indiana. Played at uh, the, the Hoosiers with the Hoosiers at, in, at Indiana University. Yeah, and he's just playing with a lot of motivation. He, I yeah. like Victor Oladipo yeah. a lot going forward. That's why I think, man, Miles Turner getting better too. That's, they're just one piece away. What if they were to get Kawhi Leonard? I don't know if Kawhi would go to Indiana. Go Why wouldn't he? Because they could so, give him a good. They could give San Antonio yeah. a good offer, and Greg, Greg Popovich doesn't want to see Kawhi in the West. Sends him to the East. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pacers very dark horse candidate for so, Kawhi Leonard. Now, dark horse candidate, sure, but I think Kawhi going from low key San Antonio to low key Indiana in terms of notoriety, they're not the teams that are necessarily talked about as often. I think he wants. He kind of wants to cement himself and show everyone hey i am a superstar i am one of the best in the league y'all need to stop criticizing me and i don't think indiana is necessarily the place where he will get as much out of it as he would like now i think in terms of a fit it would fit fairly well I just oh know, i think it'd be a, a basketball fit would be spectacular so the, i think the big question is gonna be whether or not Kawhi, how much he has a say in where he goes i think it'll be relatively minimal because he's still under contract in San Antonio. It's it's all on them. As much as he can demand a trade, Greg Popovich mm -hmm. is not going to make a move that he doesn't like. One thing about Kawhi Leonard that is definitely better than James Harden. I'm not saying Kawhi Leonard is better than James Harden. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm not saying that. James Harden's a better player than Kawhi Leonard. But the one thing you can't say about James Harden that you can't say about Kawhi is Kawhi is a guy, like I said, fits fits in Indiana. He would fit basically anywhere. Though. Yeah, a lot of this. He's a three-point he hits the three. He plays hard defense. Probably the best on-ball defender in the league when healthy. Mm -hmm. And then he can drive. He can kick. He, he's just – Kawhi Leonard's a very all-around great player, great superstar, and I think he would thrive just about anywhere he would go. There's not – there cannot think of a bad fit for him. I really can't. Yeah. 
So now hitting the West real quick, we have the Rockets and the T-Wolves. Rockets won it in five. Spencer, you had that correctly. Justin and I both had it as a sweep. Perfectly fine with that. Uh, Golden State, San Antonio's next. Warriors in five. We all had the Warriors in five, so mm -hmm. good. Because we back. all thought Popovich would get one back. Yeah, we and then I that. think that was that was the easiest prediction that any of us made in mm -hmm. terms of games. Uh, Portland, New Orleans, uh, in the shocker, I'd say, of all the series, Portland gets swept by New Orleans. Yep. Uh, Spencer, you were the only one who had the Pelicans, and you had them in six. Yeah. I, I had Trailblazers in five. Justin had Trailblazers I don't think in any. Six. I think anyone who says they saw that coming is lying, unless, unless they're a Pelicans fan. Yeah. Maybe there's some Pelicans fan that's just then. crazy diehard and that always thinks his team is going to win no matter what. Then, Anthony Davis took it to another level. Yeah. You you hit the nail on the head with both Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo. Mm -hmm. and, I like that back Yeah, corner. and then CJ McCollum just did not show up. Mm -hmm. And so, what are you going to do there? And lastly, Oklahoma City, Utah, uh, the Jazz won in six. I correctly predicted that. Uh, Spencer, you had the Jazz in seven. And then, uh, Justin, you had the Thunder in six. Um, not necessarily any surprises. We figured that that series could go any which way from Jazz and Six. The way it unfolded did surprise me, man. Like the Utah Jazz were on the verge of winning five or winning in Game Five, and then they blow a twenty-four point lead in one quarter. In one quarter, and actually half a quarter, they were up seventy-one to forty-seven midway through the third quarter, and then lost that lead by ten minutes in the fourth quarter, right. and then ended up losing by, I think, eight or ten. Like well, They completely fair, just imploded on themselves. To be fair, the Jazz blew a 19-point lead last night, but they did still win. Yes, they, yeah, they corrected themselves, and they actually finished the game yeah. this time. But we'll get, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll so, to that. I mean, t total takeaways. Obviously, we didn't think that Boston was going to uh, end up advancing. We just thought that the loss of all their superstars was too much, ended up being wrong. Brad Stevens... Brad Stevens fantastic coach um and then the two series uh that where we had legitimate differences in choices pelicans and jazz uh pelicans surprise biggest surprise with the sweep jazz ended up getting it done and clearly once again shown in the playoffs Ru russell westbrook come playoff time just loses his mind for some reason yeah last year it was against the rockets where you could tell he just had zero energy on the court this year it was deciding that he needed to beat Ricky Rubio, which is not the person you need to target on Utah. <laughs> no. And Utah took advantage of it. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. what have I what have I left to say that I haven't said in the past Very true. the past few times we've done our you podcast. You've made your Russell Westbrook yeah. thoughts and sentiments clear. Yeah. And for the most part I do agree with you. He's but you just can't deny his talent. He's oh, absolutely. Not. He's still a top 10 player in the yeah. league. He's but just, he will never be He's cuckoo. He will never be the best player on a championship team. Okay, yes. I was about to say, he he, he can be the cannot, beta, but yeah. he will never be the alpha. Yeah. He will never be the alpha. Yeah. He could be a 1A to a 1B, maybe. Because I don't think Paul George was on, is on the same level. No. And, and clearly, Paul George not coming back to OKC. It's not happening. I Absolutely think not. if it's a 1A, 1B type thing, who would be a 1B type, type person? So, it would have to be someone who's you, who you would have to make an argument could be better or could be worse than Russ on any given night. Which is true. And that, that talent is few and far between now that, Absolutely. now that you say it, which is true. It's someone like um, maybe Damian Lillard. <laughs> I don't think they Kawhi would Leonard if they wanted The only him. one, Anthony Davis, could they work? I don't, I don't think, think so. That they would, I don't think Anthony they would Davis fit well. Stay at, uh, I think... Based on what has happened, and then we'll get to it in a second with the series with Golden State that they're doing. Anthony Davis, I think at this point, is going to stay in New Orleans. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not debating that. I'm just saying. Okay. Just basketball wise, wise. Just whenever they're on the court, I don't think Russ and Anthony Davis would fit well together. I don't. I, I have a hard time really thinking like 
Russell Westbrook and this player are a good fit. Other than you just got to surround him with a bunch of shooters. Yeah. One big man who can get some rebounds occasionally, but even then you don't need to get rebounds because he's going to basically get all the rebounds. Just get someone who can box out really well so he can get the rebound. It would be difficult, but uh, before we get back on our, uh, get off on a Russ Westbrook tangent. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, I know, I know. So <laughs> now we've got the four series ahead of us. Uh, let's hit the other ones before we hit the Rockets because we'll go more in depth. So, For sure. Right, so first one we're going to hit, Toronto-Cleveland. Obviously, one game has been played. Cleveland, for some reason, has Toronto's number regardless of how well they play. Um, not necessarily surprising. Uh, I actually have my predictions that were up here. I know we hadn't shared them. Um, I had going into the series, I had Cleveland at six. I think that still happens. I think Toronto can win a game or two. But they just, for some reason, they have some mental block when they play LeBron James that mm-hmm. they just can't get over that. Point. I agree. I agree. And if you had asked me, if we we have the fortunate, uh, we're fortunate to be doing this podcast after, like you said, they've played one game. Sure. So right now, after game one, my prediction is Cavs in five. Yeah. Okay. Cavs in five. Mm-hmm. I think I think Raptors will steal one game, but LeBron has got their number. Like you said, he's going to win. And now, before the, ser- before the series started, though, I would have told you Raptors in six, though. No, I just I, I know that Toronto way, just does not match up well the, against LeBron. The James, way so. they lost that game is just a gut wrenching, gut wrenching loss. Mm-hmm. Like we'll, we're gonna get to the Rockets in a sec, but their loss against the Jazz in the first game, it, it, you feel better about it because they were yes. missing open shots, they were playing a little lazy, and that's a little concerning that they'd have they'd be lazy in the playoffs. But at least it's not like they literally like choked and were trying their hardest. The Raptors were, and they could not get it done yeah. against LeBron, and they there was no. There was no question of effort. There was no question like they weren't playing bad. They, were, they ended the game like what three three of eighteen. It was horrible. It was, terrible. it was absolutely horrible. They just cannot finish the job against LeBron. Yeah. Now I don't know where they're going to get that game in. I couldn't tell you where in my prediction they're going to win that game. I could see them winning game two. I could see them even stealing one in Cleveland. But uh, Cavs in five. Okay, Justin. I got uh, Cavs in six. Yeah. Okay. Now, before the series, though, I thought it was going to be Raptors 7, but after that first game, it definitely changed. Yeah, six. no. It definitely changes the way yeah. we're looking at that series now. I think so. And again, I agree with you. Different light compared to the Houston, Utah. However, next series we're going to touch on Boston, Philadelphia. Obviously, one game has been played there as well. Boston decimated the 76ers. Yeah. It was not a close game at any stretch in time. However, going into the series, and I haven't changed any of my, my predictions. Um, I have Philadelphia in six games. Okay. I think I think that that was clearly Boston showed up, and then that was a wake up call to Philadelphia saying, "Hey, they're not like they're not going to be an easy team to beat like Miami was." Because you look in that Miami series, you have the one game that Miami absolutely crushed it, where Dwayne Wade just played out of his mind. Uh, was classic Dwayne Wade, and then Philadelphia still closed out the series in five games. So like, okay, you got one game. Um, so at the end of the day, I still think Philadelphia's talent that that is healthy is better than Boston's talent, and as great of a coach as Brad Stevens is, I don't think that he will be able to, to get four wins against this Philadelphia team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I have the – I'm like you for this one. The series prediction for me stays the same. I have the Sixers in five. Wow. You think they're going to sweep the for rest? The same, for the same reason you said. It's a okay. wake-up call. The Sixers are very much – are very clearly a better team. And it only take a matter of time for the talent to like override the coaching because they definitely don't have the coaching advantage. You know, their coach I believe is still Brett Brown, who was around for the tanking years, and they weren't mustering together much then. And he, their basically success now is because of the talent they have. That said, 
talent is what matters in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, coaching does play a huge factor, but when there's such a talent discrepancy between the 76ers and between the Celtics, and that's honestly not to poo-poo the Celtics, is they no, actually they have a deep roster. Terry Rozier and Jason Tatum, two mm-hmm. young guys, been playing out of their minds. Al Horford's a really good anchor. But they're not Joel Embiid. They're not Ben Simmons. They're not Dario Saric. Mm-hmm. Man, the Sixers are loaded, and they're they're gonna they're gonna pull it out. I, I like them in five. I, I'm sticking with five. I'm gonna go with Sixers and six, but that that was a tough decision. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's not an easy decision to make when you see a Boston team just. It was there was zero competition in that game, mm-hmm. and so it's it's hard to pick against them, especially after that. But you, that's also the recency bias of thinking about it, oh, they won that one game, so clearly they're the better team. Um, so I think we're being a little more level-headed about level-headed about it, which I'm surprised I figured at least someone would pick Boston. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next we got Golden State, New Orleans. Um, obviously they've played two games. Golden State's won both of them. Um, going into it, I had Warriors and six. I'll go ahead and stick to it. I think that New Orleans can win a couple games at home. Um, I think that Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league. And usually when you have that lo- level of talent that transitions to some sort of wins in the playoffs. Clearly, we saw a Pelicans team that can sweep Portland leads me to believe that they can win at least two games against Golden State, and I think that that's still going to hold true. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another one I'm changing since we've seen uh, we've seen two games for this series. Yeah. So I'm definitely I'm definitely changing this one, but it's only a small change. Okay. I did have the Warriors in five. Yeah. And now I have them in four. Okay. I Steph Curry's back. Sound the alarms. It's This is really, really bad. This is really, really bad. He looked amazing. We uh, All Rockets fans were banking on the fact he might be a little bit injured. If we could get an 80% of Steph Curry, like we can definitely win easily, no doubt. But he's clearly 100%. He's rested. He looked great coming off the bench the other night against the Pelicans. And as, good, as much as I loved Rondo against Lillard, I can't stand that matchup against Steph Curry. Uh, Warriors in four. No, it's I, over. I will admit... Uh, just because Steph did look great in game two, but it was a non-pressure situation to where you're not having to shoulder that kind of load. So I'm not ready to say that he's 100% healthy. I think that they're obviously they're playing it well. They're easing him back into the lineup. They've had the affordability to where they don't have to pressure him hard with these minutes because they've had comfortable leads against New Orleans. But say given game three, um, if New Orleans gets up big, they probably will do the same thing. But if it's a close game and New Orleans is constantly like five points ahead of them and whatnot, they're going to have to push in more and more and more minutes. And that could lead to a re-aggravation or that maybe he's just not at, we see him not as healthy as we think he may be after that one game. So I'm not ready to call Steph hundred percent yet. Um, we'll see. Uh, hopefully that series can go long too. Cause yeah. it's the rocket series. As much as I would like it to yeah. go along, has yeah. the potential to. We're all big Pelicans fans yes. for sure yes. for the next few games. All right, Justin, what's your what's your take on it? I'll go with the Warriors and a gentleman sweep. A gentleman, a gentleman sweep. sweep. Five games. It's I love it. Win the first three and then lose game four and then win game yeah. five. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, that's, that's a good, I like it. I like it. But I mean, I, Steph Curry. The, the the biggest and most important thing from this series because we all know the Warriors are going to end up winning it. The the important thing to look forward to is like you said. We have to see how Steph Curry plays. Yes. If he if he is healthy, if he is healthy, the Rockets are in real trouble. Now we're gonna we're about to get to the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, they are down. They are tied. It feels like we're down though. It's tied series one one apiece. Going back to Utah now. Uh, JP, we put a poll out on uh, at Clutch Report. Yep. 
HTX on Twitter. If you're not following us, make sure you're following us. We all shared it as well, I'm pretty yes. sure. Um, so I'm wondering, whenever the Rockets get back in town for Game 5, what will the series look like at that point? And so right now, as of 5-10 on uh, Thursday, May the 3rd, uh, the, the poll is still open, so you can keep going and keep voting. But right now, it is overwhelmingly uh, 74% people think we're coming home with a 3-1 lead and can finish the job uh, in Game 5. Uh, JP, do you think that's a little too optimistic, or are you, are you on board with that? So, my thought process is yes, 3-1 uh, is what is going to be in favor of the Rockets. I will say, though, that we know a lot of Houston people, so there may be some bias yes, in that Yes, absolutely. Poll. I was going to but, mention that. But I still think that that's the correct answer, just because the Rockets had such a poor shooting performance yesterday, and which I'll probably get to in a minute, that I don't think that they're going to replicate it. And even when they had that poor of a shooting performance, there was still the second half of the second quarter and the first half of the third quarter where we were down 19, and like that, we, it was like, oh, hey, we have the lead. And so at any given time, Houston can turn it on. Definitely. Uh, you know, if they get hot, they're unstoppable. And I don't think that Utah can keep that up. And it was between 3-1 or 2-2, and I think that the Rockets are going to take both of them. And, spoiler alert, win game five, Rockets in five. Okay, you're sticking with your prediction. Okay. Yep. Um, it's a little bit more tricky for me. I saw a lot of things last night that really, really worry me. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I, I've not been in a good mood, and part of it's because I'm really, really worried about the Rockets right now. I think a big reason why they won game one so handedly was because of the fact that the Jazz, they had just finished Friday night, really late into the night, finished their, their series with the Thunder, finished their game six, had one day Saturday to travel to Houston and get ready to play a Sunday afternoon game. They were, they were beat. That was almost, it was basically a back-to-back in a lot of ways. It was like a glorified back-to-back. You know, it's not so bad, but it was still really hard on their bodies, for sure. And they, like, went through a dogfight in that game six. So they came out rusty, and the Rockets put them to sleep really quickly. Now, last night, they looked like a team that was back in the flow of things. They were rested, and they were on the same energy level that the Rockets were on. And when that happened, they started playing more discipline. They, they were forcing, forcing a lot of bad shots for the Rockets, and the Rockets just were disengaged on defense. I, I could not believe that we are in the second round of the playoffs at home, and they look that lazy on defense. It really worries me, and I think Rudy Gobert, him being down low, is such a problem for James Harden and Chris Paul on their drives, and that's what starts our offense when they drive and kick, drive and kick. That is, that is what our offense is predicated on. They're going to have to adjust to that somehow, and I think Mike D'Antoni can do that. I think he's a great offensive mind. He'll be able to adjust, but he, there's only so much adjusting you can do whenever you have the defensive player of the year and Rudy Gobert sitting down there, bearing down your neck, daring you to throw up the ball. Uh, Joe Ingles. Another guy, a guy I've said in past podcasts, I really love his game. I love his game, and he's been sniping us. He's been he's he's just a really, really, really underrated player. Because not only is he good three and D, but he's shown already he can dish it. He can drive the basket. He's been killing us. Toby from the office. I know y'all seen the memes where he looks like funny meme. He look and it's scary. But that's who we're getting beat. We're getting beat by Toby Flinderson. Yeah. Well, but you also look Joe Ingles. So yesterday played thirty six minutes. 10 of 13 shooting, 7 of 9 from beyond the arc for 27 points. He, that's not a percentage that he can keep up through all these games. Um, and so I, I completely understand some of the sentiment that, you know, they, they looked a lot better, and I completely agree that they do look better. 
However, what I would say is that we can easily adjust. Obviously, Harden had a bad game yesterday. He only had shot two out of ten from the, the, the from the three. But uh, Mbaba Mute's getting healthier by the day. I he, he doesn't look as good as I would like him to. Mm-hmm. But I think they're keep getting minutes. He had sixteen minutes yesterday, um, and so they keep working him back into that lineup. Um, Ryan Anderson as well, kind of getting worked back in there. We're not at 100% by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. And Utah is pretty close to 100% um, for the most part, obviously, save a Ricky Rubio. Um, but at the it's it's close. I don't think that they're going to be easy wins. I don't, I don't think we're just going to walk in there and, and clear the floor. No, absolutely I not. I think they're going to be hard-fought wins, which is why I really hope that New Orleans can get some wins as well because I think we're going to be a little dinged up out of this series. Um, but I do think that... Similarly to Philadelphia uh, getting crushed game one against Boston, we kind of had that similar feeling kind uh, in a way last oh, definitely. night. Even though we came back and took the lead, which was super awesome, and then almost immediately it felt like gave it up um, early into the fourth quarter. No, definitely. I think that's that goes back to what I said. They just came out and looked lazy, disengaged, yep. not energetic. They were playing very physical. They just looked like they were taking the Jazz for granted to me. A little bit, a little bit, and I don't think that that's going to happen again. I think Mike D'Antoni is definitely going to whip them into shape and realize, hey, guys, uh, what I've harped you guys on and what I've predicated a lot of our deficiencies, our defense, we understand that. You cannot go out there and walk the floor. Every time that that basket goes down, you need to run to the other side, set up, press. You need to get physical because they don't seem physical at all. No. And, And... Utah is a very physical team. And so if you yeah. do not push back, they are just going to run over you. And so I think he's going to really sit down, get there. Um, it, maybe Nene has to play a few more minutes. Um, obviously, Capella was okay, 10 to 15 shooting, 11 rebounds. So he's, he's doing everything. But Nene can be that guy, especially because he's 100% healthy. Maybe he, if you play a big ball a, a, a little bit minute-wise, have him and Capella both on the floor, and then maybe have like Harden, Eric Gordon, and uh, Chris Paul on the outside playing that literally either – you're playing twin towers and three ball. Yeah. Um, it, that may be something that you have to try and get a little more physical with the physical team. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Gobert is what causes all the matchup problems. Your rotations are all going to have to be based on when and what Rudy Gobert is doing at the at given time. Because if he's out there, you cannot have – I don't want a tuck wagon lineup out there with, with P.J. Tucker at the center. I don't want that lineup out either. there when Gobert is, is in the game. It, can't have Nene it. or Capella has to be in the game. Has to be in the game. Uh, Justin, uh, any takes on what you've seen so far in two games? Uh, I'm a little bit worried, man, uh, especially the way Eric Gordon has been playing, just the bench in general. And I want to get off a little bit of a rant uh, last night at Toyota Center. That crowd was – I was there last night, and that crowd was pathetic, especially in the fourth quarter. Nobody got loud until it was too late. I mean, this is the playoffs. I mean, like like uh, Spencer's back in his podcast about uh, fan priorities. Like, yeah. This is the playoffs. I mean, and also, like, the Toyota Center actually had fans come on early for, like, cheap drinks and yeah, food. They did the and, same thing last year. You know, it's pretty sad. You know, what, it's the playoffs. What else can we do to get our, our, our stadium packed? It, it's ridiculous. You see all these other – Utah, Game 3 and Game 4, it is going to be pumping. It's going to be – It's going to be insane. It's going to be, gonna be lit up in range. there. For sure, and and that is we need that home court advantage, and the Rockets just don't seem to have that. No, they don't, and it's and a lot of it, no. it. A lot of it is beyond basketball. A lot of it has to do with the fact that 
the, the Yankees are in town. Well, well, no, no, no. I'm not even going to go with that. I'm, I'm talking just strictly the Rockets. I, I don't care about the other side. I mean, that, that might play a small factor, but that shouldn't play a factor at all when you're talking about a playoff basketball game. But Tillman Fertitta, like, him, and let, he followed Leslie Alexander. This is nothing new. Those club-level seats are just so ridiculously expensive. Literally, you go you go up one level, and you're paying $400 less per ticket. I literally looked at the Game 3 or, – or, home game three, game five tickets today just to see what they were at. Literally, the, the 400s on the sidelines, those were about $100 a piece, which is pretty reasonable. But then you go down to the club level on the lower bowl, and they're 500 a pop. Like, Ridiculous. no one is going to pay that unless you're a corporate guy, and all they do is give out their tickets to clients, and the clients never show up. I'm, uh, or they show up late. To play devil's advocate, uh, we all saw the prices for opening day for the Astros which is a much larger capacity stadium, and those prices match and were probably more expensive uh, than no, the they weren't. No, they were not. Mm. No, they were not. No way. There's no way. I mean, the ones that I were seeing, when you look, it was I think it was about like $105 to get in the building yes. for the Astros. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they had standing room only, which is a little expensive, but no one was standing room. Yeah, sure, yeah. But, and then the other point that I would make is that the, the crowd is very much predicated their reaction on how the Rockets play. And that's if fair. the Rockets are making shots, the crowd gets insane. If the Rockets are cold, they, they completely check out. And so that's the issue more than anything else is you cannot fall silent if your team's not playing well at home. You have to push them because it, there is a sense of, of feeling and motivation when you're out on that court saying like, hey, like you know, we, guys, we have to get into it. And it's hard to do that. You just feel dejected when you're down by 19 points and it's there's not a peep coming out of the audience so yeah i think another thing to definitely keep in mind though is the fact that when you look at all these other towns you know boston that's a good sports town chicago that's a good sports town here in houston it's a good sports town but you have to remember, we have a lot of other stuff to do around Houston. We're not a lame city. And that's yeah. you'll see teams like OKC, Utah. They have awesome crowds. Portland, another one. They have awesome crowds, but there's nothing to do around those cities. So, you know, if, if it takes our fan base being viewed as bad, you know, so be it. But, like, I mean, I'd rather have, live in a city where I can actually go do something besides go watch the Rockets, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to depend on them for my fun because lately, or at least at least off of last night, I'm still really, like, pessimistic. I'm just not feeling good. Okay. about the series i think we'll win i still think we'll win but i'm i just don't feel good about it at all understandable i don't i don't i right now gun to my head i'm gonna say rockets and six i on the poll i voted that the series is going to come back two two i think man you the fact that y'all have confidence we're going to come back with two wins in utah whew, I, I don't know what last night inspired y'all I, I i think yeah i think they definitely can i can i'm not saying it's Entirely impossible, but I just have no confidence in the Rockets right now. I don't. Yeah, I say Rockets in six. I mean, it's really going to show me what they do in uh, game three. Yeah, that's going to be a make-or-break game. Yeah. I think you can't, I, get, you can't fall behind in six. I agree. I think it's a must-win. I think they have to win yeah. game three. Well, to be fair, every playoff game is really a must-win. Right. Play. No, it's it's not a must-win until the other team has three, technically. True. Yeah, but I, I see your point. Yeah, it's you. You cannot fall behind in this. No, you this can't. Series, Especially line. given how that how how will it be perceived by Golden State? They're probably going to go up 3-0. Oh, I can't. If they look down and they see the Jazz up two to one, they are going to be licking their lips at the prospect of having their third championship in four years. Mm -hmm. Oh God, please! I just don't want another Warriors. No, honestly, Jazz. I'm cheering for whoever wins this series between mm -hmm. the Rockets and Jazz in the Western Conference Finals. I don't care if the Jazz 
I don't. They could punch James Harden in the face Jeez. at the end of the game. Please don't. They really could, and I would still cheer for them against the Warriors. I I dislike the Warriors that much. I can't stand Draymond. I can't stand KD. I can't stand fake humble Steph Curry. Which is funny because five years ago, no one cared about Golden State. No, I and know. And now it's like they're, just, they're on the map. They're the new Patriots. Mm-hmm. New Yankees. New. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Again. Because they're getting all the players. They're buying all the players. They they win 72 games and then get freaking KD. Like, for real. That That is Yankee. That's that's Yankees right there. Uh, yeah. I don't feel good about it. So, we all got Rockets in. You have Rockets in five. I have Rockets in five, y'all. And me and Justin Rockets have Rockets in six. In six. Mm-hmm. Oof. All right. Well, hopefully things turn around for the Rockets in game three. Uh, that game is Friday night. Uh, we'll make sure to have you cover on it next week. And uh, we might even throw a, a few uh, surprise podcasts in there given given the, the you know, the weight of that game. I might, I might throw up a podcast, you know, after the game. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how my week plays out. We'll see if I'm if, – if I'm angry, I might get on – I might throw a podcast up just to get my feelings out. It might just we, be Spence, Spencer Rant podcast. Yeah. Honestly, if we win, I can't, I can't imagine me being too fired up if we win this game. Because we'll be right where we should be, up to one after game three. I mm. mean, so that's the one way you can look at it. If we True. can still, if we can still game three, we're right back where we should be in the driver's seat. But if we lose, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna. Lose I'm, I'm not even gonna put that mojo out there. Yeah, we'll see. It's 50-50 toss up, and we'll see how it goes. The Rockets, we'll see if how they can hold up. 